0: And this is Reverend Tony Lee. And man, I am sitting here with a cool young brother for the kingdom, brother Kalante Gavin. Kalonte, how you doing brother? I'm doing amazing, Reverend Tony Lee.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Man, it's great to have you here with me. I, I We were just talking, and and I was just excited. I want folks to hear, like, I love your music. I love what God is doing in your life. Man. And you are just, like, amazingly cool. I met you first time. We were both at um uh, Bishop Jake's Pastors and Leaders down in Tampa when we <laughs> yes, could go sir. outside, right? Um, back in the day, <laughs> when we could go outside. I had just presented on one of the platforms in the back and we were, like, in the main session. and and I'm sitting there and this is two young brothers they just sitting there they chilling we just chit chat a little bit boom boom just cool little brother a little bit later I look up on the stage he up there singing and taking (laughs) a full end and I was like man this dude wasn't Hollywood or starry or nothing this was a cool brother so brother I salute you man (laughs) Man, I appreciate that, man. It means a lot, man. <laughs> now, and the reason that's big for me is I done been around gospel artists, right? And and, and you got like three Stellas. you got a a, a dove nomination. I'd I'd have been around folks who ain't sang outside of their local church, and they like got 15 <laughs> people around them, an entourage. And don't say a word to you. Um, yes, so sir. I, I, but, but I want you to talk a little bit, because I'm going to talk to you a little bit, because I'm no, going to you the whole it. day, man. I'm going to give you the whole day today on the show, <laughs> um, just because I like you and you cool people. <laughs> but, but but the thing I, I want to ask you, um, so initially, um, mm-hmm. in your start, people don't necessarily know that story about how you went viral, like mm-hmm. in high school, in a lunchroom. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man. So where, I went viral at
1: Wolf. 15 years old, and uh, it was in my school cafeteria. That's how a lot of people got to know. Uh, Little Kilante Gavin from the cafeteria video that went viral, blew up everywhere, and it blessed millions of people. And a year after that, man, I got signed to a record label uh, by a music exec by the name of Marquise Boone, uh, who formerly managed uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Um, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. He's worked with some amazing artists. And here it is, he came to us. At this time, uh, my dad was managing me. He was like, I don't know if we're ready. We said no, but we got introduced to him again through a God relationship, and we said yes, and that was the start of just God really opening up some major doors because of that connection, and so from from the cafeteria to the crowd now, man, people still kind of identify me as that, so it's just really dope, man, to just be a blessing to people, you know, in numerous ways, but the start of that is because they were introduced to me through a screen, so it's really dope. (laughs)
0: and and, and i'm always interested about how people start now your first single uh higher Mm -hmm. right your first album tell tell us about who wrote it and how that song came out
1: (laughs) yes sir my mom wrote that song y'all so like it's crazy my mom is a praying interceding woman and shout out to my mom and my dad Uh, they are incredible people they are a part of and the core reason of why i am what i am today especially serving god and so my mom had this song, came to me like, hey, you need this thing. I got this dope song. She She's not a singer, but she tried her best, sings it to me. I grab it. We run with it. And it becomes my first single, man, on my first uh, album entitled The
0: Higher Experience. Dude, I love that. There's no way to shape a better story that you were that you were found in a high school cafeteria, and yes, then sir. your mama wrote your first song on um, your first single um to go out. So that's just totally <laughs> yes, incredible. Sir. So, no, no, what was it like? I mean, just the level that God has blessed, kind of the music. Um, how has that been like for you? Kind of that, just as a, as a meteoric rise, just so quick, and and things just caught so fast. Man, it was
1: life-changing like to this day uh reverend tony i'm still learning things when it comes to ministry and industry and to know that my life from a viral uh video went into this whole industry artist business side was like whoa this is a lot but i learned so much and i learned how to be proactive i learned how to um multi-manage things and micromanage things as a young man um especially crossing over into manhood so just it, it's to this day, it's overwhelming, but it's a good overwhelming because I get to do what I love to do, man. And that's just singing hope and, and encouraging people, man.
0: <laughs> and, and so right now, you're a young brother. you're What, you're 22? Yes, sir. Yep. Right, so right now, you're 22 um, and, and you're at the church right now, right? Literally. Um, you're at at the my church. church. <laughs> <laughs> so now, how are you engaged and active at the church? Man, so I work with the young people. I'm one of the youth
1: directors. I'm a musician, be in the music corner sometimes. I serve in any capacity. I mean, I tell people all the time, you aren't really a disciple, a part of any local ministry until you're a part of something and you're active. If you're not active, then you're not a part of a church. You're part of a social club. So I am literally in music, youth department. I preach. Uh my pastor definitely pulled me every now and then to preach on some of the Sundays. Um I serve I'll do sound, sweet, clean, do all kind of stuff. I just was uh I was on live the other day and they were laughing at me because I had just went in the roof and we got like big, big speakers and I took the speakers out with the help of some of my homies just to change our scenery up and stuff. And I tell them, man I work. I love God. I love my church and I love serving people.
0: <laughs> So shout out to church man in the past. Yeah,
1: man, shout out to my church man, Pastor Apostle Johnny B. Capers and Pastor Iris Capers and to the amazing ministry Favor Ministries. I love y'all. Y'all the bomb.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Now, it, the, so as a young brother in mm-hmm. ministry helping and really active at your church, talk about what this last year has been like with COVID-19. Yeah. Man, it has been very, man, just a big, big, big uh for me
1: personally, man, and this is gonna all go together. It's been a coming to Jesus with myself in uh, being bold enough to share my story. So I am one of the ones who uh, are like millions are a victim of sexual abuse, not from a stranger, but from a close family member. So it took, I mean, when I tell you years, I'm talking about years of so much secrets within myself that I did not want to share because I didn't think, you know, uh, my parents would understand or friends or family would understand. And it took me to say, hey, I think now is the time to share my story, to talk about how my molestation and my trauma affected me in such a great way. It led to so many things in my life, mentally and physically and emotionally, but I had to take that trauma and turn it into triumph. And it's been just great to take that that trauma, turn it into triumph, Tell your story, find your voice to be an encouragement to other people. To tell them whatever your trauma may be, it's for a purpose. If God allowed it, that means it is for something in your life to better help you. Whether it is drug addiction or divorce, you know every last person has a story. We've all went through traumatic experiences, but it's all for a purpose. Romans eight to twenty-eight is true. All things do work together. And so 20, uh, 20 for me has been that it was so huge for me in my ministry to share that story and to be a blessing to millions which also allowed me to be creative to say okay how do I tell this story how do I you know uh share and be a blessing to people even when I'm not traveling even when we're not touring as artists even when we're not being called by churches because we're all at a shutdown so I had to take all of those things put it into my new music and say okay th- evidently, this is an avenue God wants me to pour all of this in. And so I'm just excited that that has been for me in 2020, just putting all those things together to be a blessing to millions of people. So yep.
0: <laughs> so now, and so your new song "Hold Me Close" it's yes sir. It's, it's been hitting number one all over the place. Oh it's my broad, gosh, media base, etc., etc. Um, and 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 I've seen you talking about how um, that "Hold mm-hmm. Me Close" is connected to that trauma, or it's kind of you expressing. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about how this song um, is kind of a conduit for you to try to minister to people. I love as that. A result of your trauma. Yeah, man, we all have been in the area of our life
1: where we needed God to hold us close. That's whether you as a child, a grown man, a young girl, or just a teenager trying to get by and do what you can we have all been in a season where we needed God to hold us close. That's from the homeless man on the street to the doctor in the office. And I was literally at a place in my life where my faith was shaken and I was kind of in between this thing called Christianity. I didn't know if God was real. I started to seek out questions because my experience in life at 17 and 18 was so bad. I'm like, man, this God stuff is fake and phony. And it took me in, in, in it to a, just a hard place where I was Praying like, yo God, I don't want to keep singing and keep singing, sinning. Like I was at a place of conviction, man, of of singing for God. Do you know how many people are singing and preaching for God and with God, and or let me say that they're preaching for and singing for God, but they're not doing it with God. And I was in a place where I really needed God to hold me close. Like I don't want to keep doing this for you, and here it is. I get to a place of judgment, and I don't make it in because I wanted to do things to build my own kingdom and not your kingdom. And so hold me closer. That song, that's an encouragement to y'all, everybody. I mean, black, white, yellow, red. Listen, we've all been there. And I believe, God, if you're still breathing and you're you're still alive, that means God is not done with you yet. And he's closer than the very air that you breathe, man. So be encouraged, y'all. Be encouraged. God's
0: there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Reverend Tony Lee. I'm with Kalante Gavin, brother. You are really us this morning. Um, Thank you so you're much, really man. blessed today. Um, now, as you were talking, um, it made me think about young people who mm-hmm. are going through pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. A lot not being able to go to school. Um, a lot of them at home or isolated or feeling isolated. Um, still navigating some of the traumas that they deal with, and traumas come yes, in sir. different kinds of ways. What would be your word? Um, to some of those young people, even out of your own, a place of pain? Man, I would tell them, number one, that they're not alone.
1: Sometimes when an uh, individual have experienced trauma in such a great magnitude, it could make them feel like they are alone. And those alone moments and lonely feelings can lead to places of depression and oppression and low self-esteem. But I want to encourage them that if you are under the sound of my voice, you are not alone. He is closer than a brother. He is such a great friend. I'm talking about that man named Jesus. You have no idea that he's closer than the very air that you breathe. And it is that same Christ that seated in heavenly places is seated or should be seated at the throne of your heart. And so I would just encourage them, just say, you're not alone. Everybody has been down, everybody has been done. But at the same time, everybody has a destiny. And the reason you're not dead is because God is not done yet. Our young people now, they're getting ready to see the greatest move of God that the world, the earth has ever seen. And it's not a revival of church or a slogan or a cliche, but the revival of transparency and authenticity being uh, uh, um, communicated in real conversations. So, in this season of our life, we need pastors and men and women of God that can sit down and find different ways to communicate with the young people. Because that is the fresh revival. There's there's hearts, heads, and hands that are hungry for more of God, and we got to give it to them in whatever way, form, or fashion that they need it. Sometimes it may not be in hooping and hollering or a praise break or a click track, but whether it's worship, prayer, a conversation, listen. I believe God is going to use a remnant to be transparent enough so that we can see souls one to the kingdom. So, y'all be encouraged. We got this and we're going to make it.
0: <laughs> so, y'all can hear, uh, even in the way Brother Kalante talks, that he is not just a gospel artist, but he <laughs> really is a minister. And he said he's a Man. Youth minister church and he does oh, man. work works with the youth group etc yes, and, and, and so brother I, I want you to help us and we're about to end but yeah but because you're at the church i i, I can't i just push past this um talk to us about so we talked about a, a word to young people Give a word to pastors about how to really be there for their young people during this season. Yes, sir. Um, And how the church can be not just for our young people now, uh, but also talk a little bit about uh, where you see when we're able to all really come back, uh, what you see the church is going to really need to do.
1: Yeah, we're going to literally pastors, uh, leaders, anybody that serves their ministry in every capacity from the door to the pulpit. We have half- We are going to have to get new ears, new eyes for new sight and new hearing. And we're at a place now where if we think church will be the same like it was pre-pandemic, we will miss a remnant and a group of people because we're trying to get back to normal when God literally shut the world down to break what we thought was normal and what we thought was church. And so right now, I believe ministries have to uh, start to, and I even feel this under the unctioning of the Holy Spirit, to to just say this over the airwaves that ministries are going to have to hire human resource people. You're going to have to start hiring counselors. You're going to have to start hiring psychiatrists. You're going to have to start um, hiring CPAs of people who can help with finance and faith and still be able to have conversations. You're going to have to hire people who can uh, be consultants for for abuse, marriage counseling, all these things. Because here's, here's the thing, our pastors don't have all the answers, but at least we have resources to find the people with the answers for our local ministries. We're not just churches that just have church and sweat and shout, we are kingdom entities and epicenters that are called for apostolic movements in places to thrust our communities as we not just go to city hall for an answer, but we carry the answer. Why? Because we're connected to the initial answerer. So I believe God is raising up a generation, man, that can do church, not as usual, but unusual in a way to where we can all do it together and be unified in the faith, break the backbone of racism and prejudice in our churches, whether it's white, black, evangelical, A.M.E., you and me, Pentecostal, holiness, apostolic, you name it, whatever your faith or your belief system may be, let's get to a place where we can go beyond that and get to the root of why we do what we do. And that's to win souls, whether it is through their money, whether it's through their faith, not collecting offering. I'm talking about teaching them financial literacy, whether it's through hearts of people. We have now got to teach things in our churches and in the kingdom that the school systems and the government have power over. So we come against that making us one and no separation because I believe the enemy has been up to some things, but we as the people of God has to stand and after doing all we can do, still stand and know that we're going to see the salvation of the Lord.
0: Brother, if I wasn't your fan before, I'm a fan now. I am, Reverend Tony Lee has now started the DMV chapter of the Kalante no. Gavin Fan Club. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Reverend oh, Tony I Lee, Kalante Gavin. This is Sunday Morning Hope. And I, I'm just so excited <laughs> so to be here with my brother. Now, look, man, uh, we, 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 we talked about Hold Me Close, and that's the song that's just been exploding. You have a new single. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and a new single. And and I want you to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so my new single y'all is entitled uh hold uh actually great i'm so used to saying hold me close but it's great man i wanted to do a song that the whole church can sing grandmama grandbaby the dog can sing it, the cat can sing it everybody can sing it grab it give it to your choir or your praise team just a song that talks about the greatness of our god so y'all share it share it with your family share it with your friends let them know kilante gavin has a new project out now and now I'm experiencing. I promise you, it will not be a disappointment, but it will be a blessing to you.
0: I promise you, it won't be a disappointment. Look. <laughs>